Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Wine Time with Peggy show, featuring Peggy Fiendaka, who along with her winemaker husband, Kurt Lawrence Dunham, owns and operates LDV Winery in Arizona. Hey, everybody. We're super excited for today's Wine Time with Peggy show because not only do we get to see Peggy again, uh, after our wine time visit with her and Kurt at the LDV Winery at the actual vineyard uh, last month. But um, we get to continue our tasting talk today with the 2017 RED. It's a red. It's a blend. And um, I, I'm excited about this. Nancy already mm-hmm. sipped. Peggy, she's a bad girl. You know I she cheated. is. I cheated. I cheated. Well, I got mine. I don't know if people can see in the screen, but I, I, I yummy good. That's an interesting glass. Oh wait, here it is. I got my glass. I got mm-hmm. my glass, and I got the bottle. So Nancy's out of luck. We. No, I, <laughs> I got. I t- all right. We're very excited. So, so Peggy, um, tell us about this because this is a blend of your reds, right? And Grenache. This is a uh, 2017 RED, and as you guys know, but I'll for the audience, we call it RED because it's named after my husband, Kurt's uh, father, Robert Irvin Dunham, and my mom and his mom were both redheads, nicknamed Red. So three out of our four parents are, are honored with this bottle of wine, and it is a Grenache-based blend. Of, I think it's uh, 60, 47% Grenache, 34% Petite Syrah, and then 15, whatever the distant, 19% Syrah. So it celebrates all three of our red wine grapes, and it's just a mm-hmm. wonderful medium bodied red. So I'm going to pour myself been, some. Yeah, ours has been open for a while, and I'm excited to taste this. But I do want to say it's a 2017 that we're tasting. And um, so what I learned from our visit with you is that 2017 is the year of harvesting the grapes, right? So all these grapes, even though it's a blend, are all from 2017. So all of them are going to be in different stages of oak, right? Or are they all in the same stage of oak? Nope, they're all in uh, various stages of oak. Uh, we aged all of the wines for 34 months in oak. The um about 25% of the Grenache is actually aged in one-year-old or one vintage French oak. And then 50% of the Syrah was aged in one-year-old American oak. And the rest of it was all in neutral oak. So we didn't want any oakiness from the rest of the wine. And uh, it's just, and the Petit Syrah was all aged in neutral oak. So it's just, it has a kiss, I think a kiss of oak flavor to it. Oh, it does. It's, oh, this is quite beautiful. Isn't it nice? When you do this, how do you decide? Oh, I want so much of this oak and so much that oak, or I don't want to. And how do you even know the percentage? I'd be like, exactly. How do you like, oh, this much or that much? That's kind of the art and science of winemaking, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, So once we feel like, uh, all of the wines have aged to the point where we feel like we want to try to begin to make a blend. That's the fun part for Kurt and I is that we sit down and we'll start. So we have the base wines. We have the Petit Syrah that's in the one-year-old American mm. oak. We have some neutral Petit Syrah. 
We have some of the Grenache in oak and some not with oak. And same thing with the Syrah. And then we start, and we know what the base wines taste like. So we taste all the base wines. And then we start playing around with them. So we say, okay, let's do a formula that is maybe 40% Grenache, uh, 30% of Petit Syrah, and then whatever's left, let's throw in the Syrah. And we just start playing around with the various formulas until we feel we're getting close. Um, you know, the current, we have a RED that's on the market right now. It doesn't have Syrah, or it doesn't have, uh, yeah, it doesn't have Syrah in it because we just could not find a formula of all three of the grape varieties for them all to play nice together. And so it is just Grenache and Petite Syrah and not the Syrah. But this This one... This is beautiful. I mean, I'm starting to get the cherry, Mm. like a cherry flavor. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. I think the Grenache... Grenache, It it touches like a little bit of licorice, but it's not going heavy in on the licorice. No, it doesn't. Very, very light... Light, like barely. This yeah, is I think perfect because, for the holidays. Yeah, you get, I think it has some herbal um, notes to it, some spicy notes to it. You get the dark cherry, both yeah. on the flavor as well as the aroma. You know, I think the tannins are really nice and soft. Uh, so you get that from the petite mm. sera a lot of times. Can I put brings- chocolate with this? Oh I'm gosh, feeling, yeah. yeah. I'm feeling like I want some chocolate cake right now with sprinkles. You know, and this is a great, this is my go-to Italian food mm. wine. Uh, oh, like pizza yeah. or, um, you know, yeah. any. I even put together a charcuterie board for myself because I didn't, I don't know if you can see my little Ooh, charcuterie yes. board. So I want one. So this would go great <laughs> with my salami. Mm. And I have some cheeses that have, uh, that have rind that's soaked in wine. And, uh, I think it goes nice. And I have some Dutch Gouda that's oh. a little bit riffer, richer cheese. I'm so, coming back to your house. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, I I'm have thinking a, Gouda. I want yeah. Gouda. Gouda that's cheese. Not, that. not necessarily a smoked Gouda, Gouda I don't think mm, would yeah, go no, with this, it away. But Gouda cheese. Creamy yes. Gouda, like an Edom. Remember we used to get the Edom and Gouda yeah. cheeses in South oh, Africa? Yeah. Like big mm. old, I mean, it's a big oh, deal over there. We haven't there, had that for years. Cakes. But I mean, good creaminess. Like when they would put that little yeah. thingy in the cheese and pull out the little, oh, where it's still basil. soft. Something yeah. with basil. Something with a little spice, I think would be yeah, wonderful. Basil. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I have one slice of pizza left. Uh, ah. local, yes, we're in Lubbock, and there's this pizza place here, and it's hot. Green chilies and pepperoni, and it's like the pepperiest salt. Like it, it, like Nancy's, Nancy can't do the amount of pepper, but this will wake you up. And I've just driven across from Louisiana to Lubbock, and I'm like, all right, I'm ready. Let's go. Now I'm awesome. thinking it would be interesting to pair the rest of this bottle with that. Nancy's all like, you're giving me the bottle, but, you know. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, and I'll send you the recipe. I have a great recipe to go with this bottle of wine. 
It's a mm. goat cheese tort. So, it, and it's great for oh, the holidays. Wow. It's very pretty. So mm. you, um, you mix, uh, some cream cheese with some, um, goat cheese and blend that all up and you can put a little, um, spice, spices in it. So you, you might want to put mm. a little bit of, um, garlic or, uh, you know, maybe some thyme in that mixture. Mm-hmm. And you make either make some pesto or and I'll include mm-hmm. the recipe for pesto, but or purchase pesto and it's with dried um tomatoes. So you oh. layer it and I have these really nice size uh spring form pan or uh, pans. So you put once you whip up all the the goat cheese and the and the cream cheese, you do a layer on the bottom mm-hmm. of your spring form pan. You top it with the pesto all mm. on across. Then you do another layer of the cheese. Nice. And then you top it yeah. off with the sun-dried tomatoes on, on top. Put it in the mm. refrigerator to get chilled before you open it up. It looks really pretty on a plate. Ooh. Yeah, put nice. some sprigs of rosemary on it. And you have a nice uh, Rosemary is perfect for the holiday season. Now, mm. I saw something interesting, and I wanted to ask you, what would you pair with this? I saw bruschetta done with the, the tomatoes the heirloom tomatoes the cheese which is normally mozzarella right mozzarella cheese right. fresh mozzarella and i don't know if what they're going to do with the basil but it was done in a candy cane form on a tray so you got a nice candy oh. cane with that and they had like a dip thing there and i just looked at that i'm like because i'm all into we must play with the food i want to make patterns one of those. <laughs> like, i want to make palm trees and i want to make whatever's going on for the holidays I yeah. thought the candy cane is something simple people can do. If you're not artistic, this is a thing you can do. So yeah. what would you pair? Because I think a bruschetta for, you know, if you're in a warmer climate, especially for the holiday season, what would you pair wine-wise? With a Grenache? or I a think this one would be beautiful, this medium-bodied mm-hmm. blend. Mm-hmm. A Pinot Noir, a Merlot would be nice with that, I think. You want mm-hmm. something, because tomatoes are acidic. So you want to make mm-hmm. sure you have a wine that can cut through the or balance out that acidity mm-hmm. a little bit. And you, so you don't want a, a high acid wine to go with that tomato base. But mm-hmm. I I think this would be a beautiful wine with that candy. I think that would be fun. I like, you know, yeah. the little seasonal colors. You know, why not? You could put like something on the basil. Now I have a stupid question because I thought of you okay. the other day. Okay. I'm sure I asked this before, but I know that there's going to be a percentage of the audience that is right there with me. So we were at a holiday event and they had charcuterie boards um, with no wine because it was illegal for them to have wine. But um, mm. we did have daiquiri eggnogs before that. Anyway, so that eggnog daiquiri, that was a whole other drink. But And do not drink that much of it. <laughs> but anyway... The charcuterie board had all the cheeses and everything, and then it had like little slices, like little brie things. And I was like, okay, I ate the brie, and I thought, was I supposed to eat that waxy outside layer or not? <laughs> because when yes. you eat it, it's a nice, it's a, it's weird. Like, so what do we do about that? It's definitely edible. Um, I, I don't like to serve it with both sides, you know, top and bottom. And the sides on, that's a little bit much for most people. So I'll cut off the top rind and leave the bottom rind. And so some people can 
go ahead and eat the whole thing or, you know, be able to get to the creamy part of the cheese and just eat that part, whatever you like. They had like little slivers and I was like, it was kind of awkward. Like, how do you? It's edible. It's edible, but not everyone likes it. I'm still here because I ate it. And then I thought, what would Peggy (laughs) say about this? (laughs) No, I eat the whole thing, but it's uh, it's a bit much. People, you know, it's a texture thing also, Mm -hmm. but uh, they like brie because it's creamy and um, that gets in the way. You can heat it up too, can't you, for the holidays? Yeah. And you can do it in the microwave, you know, put it in, put your brie in a microwavable dish. Mm. Only do it like 30 seconds at a time because you don't want to melt the whole, so have a puddle of cheese. You want to have it spreadable, you know, so you want to melt it. And the microwave is unpredictable in terms of um, timing. Mm -hmm. So I like to say, check it after 30 minutes or 30 seconds. I mean, 30 seconds. Yeah, 30 Uh, seconds. Yeah. Whoa. Correct. Well, well, you know how I am with spaghetti squash. I exploded a spaghetti squash in the microwave. (laughs) I I was quite. The first first thing I thought about me putting brie cheese in a microwave is like, Oof. But um, for for um, the holidays with with R E D the red, okay. Oh, see, my shirt's actually matching the label. I'm, uh-huh. I'm color. We're all color coordinated. Um, are you able to ship this now because it's shipping season? So, what is the deadline for people to get this wine? Or are they? Is it only for wine club members? Like what? No. Uh, well, it is only for wine club members right now. But if someone called me and wanted to get some, I would send it to them. So just contact me directly or uh, get on the website um, or send me a note. And yes, we can ship all over the country right now. And I have a gift guide. So if anyone's wanting to order some wines or they have some colleagues that they want to get a gift sent to them, we I have some suggestions for some wine gifts and we put them in these beautiful black logo boxes and we can ship a nice gift off to them so check out my gift guide online or you can give a gift gift certificate for ldb wine to your yeah well i saw other gifts on there too like you have the book arizona wine book and things like that too so Uh yeah would be nice gifts and that's that's a shippable year round but i mean it's tis the season you got to represent is. Arizona. So if you're in Arizona, you got to represent. Absolutely. Please, please uh, get, get in the contact. I have a, a bunch of orders that I'm putting together, wine baskets and wine boxes, cool. and individual wine for corporate clients that are mm. uh, giving the gift of LEV for their clients. So, yeah, awesome. So what Whoa. about, um, are, is it too late to still book time at the tasting room? I know this is what airing first Wednesday. So what the 6th of December, I think it is. Um, is that by the time this airs, is it too late for people to? No, no, we still have openings. Uh, if you want to do a private party or a semi-private event, or if you want to bring in a large group and do a, you know, wine and chocolate pairing with your your friends yeah. or just do a wine flight. Yeah, we have plenty of room. I did a corporate event for Caesars Entertainment last night. We did a, oh. a, a charcuterie making class for them. Cool. And they had a ball. And nice. uh, 
you know, so we're doing cork crafting on Saturday mornings in December. So if you want to get crafty with us, we'd uh, love to drink wine and, and make cork trees or wreaths or ornaments or whatever you want to do. Um, cool. We have that going on. But yeah, we're, we have fun at the holidays. <laughs> yeah. And I, mean, no, I like that. Exactly. Like if you have family coming in, because isn't that what happens in Arizona? All of a sudden, all your family from the Midwest and Canada starts knocking on your door. Um, in right. Arizona saying, we're coming to see you and the sunshine. But what they may not know is, hey, let's take an outing out of the house and go have some wine. And, um, you know, that's a that's a good way, good activity, you know. Correct. So I, I, in fact, I have a, a charcuterie making class on the 21st of December and I had a young man call and he goes, I, I need something. I want to do something with my grandma. I'm going to be in town in Arizona. And so they, they signed up for the charcuterie making class and that's his oh. gift to his grandmother. Well, so that's yeah. fun. So uh-huh. that's really a gift of experience together, you know? Correct. Yeah. That's, I and love it's that. something they'll take pictures and it's something he'll always remember and is, uh, that he spent time, quality time, with his mm-hmm. grandmother at the holidays. No, awesome. So for New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. what would you suggest out of wine? I know everybody goes to the sparkling and the bubbly, but when you look at LDV wines, I would say Viognier especially has to be there, some Grenache. I mean, to me, just drink them all. <laughs> you know, drink them all. <laughs> like, I don't know. You, you, well, you, I, we don't go out on New Year's Eve. But we make an evening of it. So we mm. plan out an evening where we just do little bites until uh, midnight because we can barely make it till midnight. But um, so we we do like four to six courses of little bites and we pair wine with each one. So we might start oh, nice. with like a, a shrimp cocktail with, um, you know, some sparkling wine. And then we might go to you know, some uh, ahi tuna that is uh, just seared and with a, a grenache or even a one of our rosé of grenache, which is absolutely mm. awesome. And then we might do, um, you know, a fillet slices with some gorgonzola and move up to, you know, our mm. petite sirah. And then we might do a dessert uh with our petite Syrah and maybe by midnight we're back to the champagne with some fruit or just champagne to do toast in the, the new year. So it's when kind do you of have a, your, when do you have your black eyed peas? Is that the next morning? That's the first of January for good luck. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, Everyone in the show cool. notes, we have link to Peggy's recipe and, and her tips from last year and the chocolate and wine pairing. You've got those tips too. Um, Going back to the rosé, your rosé is exceptional. And I think this is something that through the holiday season, if you don't know, Mm. just pour the rosé. Correct. (laughs) You're right. You're right. It's it's zero residual sugar. It's 100% Mm. Grenache. So it's it's a pretty full-bodied rosé. And as we've talked about in the past, Rosé is a winemaking style. It's not a grape. It's not a variety. And it can, mm. the color of rosé can range from almost like a white wine all the way to a Cabernet. Ours kind of falls in the, in the middle to fuller color. 
So it, it's, like it. it's a beautiful color. And, um, you know, rosé can be made out of all kinds of grapes. We do it out of Grenache, but you can even make a rosé out of Cabernet. Um, mm. So it's... Mm. It's fun. It's a fun um, wine to play around with and try different styles. And it's cool. good with ham because I know a lot yeah. of people do ham, you know, and even if you're doing turkey mm-hmm. again, you know, um, it's it's and this I, I'm I'm into this now. I, yeah. it's, it's giving the, you know, your signature petite Syrah. I'm telling you. I what it what I don't know what how you mm-hmm. did that, but that is, I think. <laughs> It, it's like, do you, do you like, when we were doing the Viognier t- tasting, when we went thieving at the winery, <laughs> I yeah. love that. I love that. And, yeah. uh, but, and tasting these different ones and, the, you know, the different oak and then the stainless steel. Like, do you take your older, like the wines, like the Viognier from the past that you have from the years before and go and taste, like, how, like, you mm-hmm. can't really taste because it ferments no matter what. So you can't really taste against the year before, really. You know what I mean? And it's, you have um, to wait till it's ready. Or How do you do that? I mean, we have, with Vignet, with white wine, we move it into the, the bottle fairly quickly. You know, so it's not barrel-aged for a long time. We Our rhyolite white that I believe you also tasted, which is mm. our... Mm-hmm. We aged that in French oak, and we did age that for a while. So we were able to taste the Viognier that was in stainless steel, the Sky Island Viognier with the rhyolite white, um, which has that kiss of oak to it. So, yeah, you, but they're all similar vintages. You know, they're all the same vintage. Um, mm-hmm. But how, we always, is the, how is it doing, by the way? <laughs> It's doing beautifully. I know. I'm just like, I feel like I'd want to keep going back. Like, I want to know how is it like, where is it now? You know? Yeah. That was such an incredible tasting experience. Both Nancy and I, that's why we're talking about it. I, I, in everyone, if you go into the um, issue 19 of Big Weekly Blend magazine and, or just go on the website and type in visit LD, a visit to LDV winery on, and, um, but go in the magazine, and we were talking about it in the editor's block, how Robert Louis Stevenson talks about wine as bottled poetry. And that tasting mm-hmm. experience to us was exactly that, because yeah. it, it was these complexities and, and things that weren't so complex, and yet this conversation and everyone, no one's right or wrong. It's like what you feel, what you taste, like art, right? And so I think that when, you know, I've heard that quote before, always love that quote love wine but that experience to me meant so much more and i how much wine tasting have we done nancy <laughs> oh hello i know <laughs> but it was just that experience of learning the aging process and how this was a baby but it's like like here i it's like watching a teenager you know i'm gonna be naughty no i'm not it's, it's it an was appreciation beautiful. you cultivate mm-hmm. an appreciation yeah well, you're not downing stuff. Like you're not going to no, a bar and you're, you're a shot or something. You're not doing no. that. You are sipping and appreciating and discerning. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And if you're really into it, you start thinking about location, minerals, and and why this would taste this way over here. And over here, it's going to taste this way. Mm. But the more you get into it, it's fascinating. Mm. I find it fascinating. And when we bottle that wine and send you, you know, bottles of the wines you tasted in the barrel, hopefully you'll have that, um, that taste memory mm-hmm. that when we stood in the winery and we tasted that straight out of the barrel and you'll be able to remember what it tasted like when you're tasting the finished wine straight out of the bottle. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back and listen to that. And then like, how is that from there? So do like wine club members or does anyone get to have that awesome experience? Because it's really a fascinating to really be part of that that process right we um our wine club members absolutely do and when they come to visit us and if you if you want to have that kind of a special experience and visit the vineyard and you know Mm -hmm. walk through the vineyard with kurt and spend the time with kurt the winemaker in the winery we can make that happen absolutely Mm -hmm. Um, but as you know we're kind of remote down there, so someone has to plan that. They can't just show up at the gate and no. hope we're there and hope we're going to be able to yeah. do that for them. But it was so awesome driving back out there. We we drove up to through you know Fort Bowie and the other side of Fort Bowie, and on the way, just like right by your gate, there was deer. There were quail, mm-hmm. and Nancy and I, oh, we're back in Arizona, awesome. there's quail. We got all excited. <laughs> yeah, it was but, so cool. Um, and then we went to Chiricahua yeah. National Monument on our way out, going to Tucson, and looked at this view, and we're just like, oh, man, and l- looking at rhyolite, what your right. wine, like, we were like, went to the source, you know, to the motherland, and like, we knew this, all this volcanic eruption, mm-hmm. this amazing geology, these I was going to say, like, amazing events, the geological events that happened, this volcano, you know, these eruptions. Now we're drinking the wine that, you know, comes from this, you know, this source. So it was really cool to go there. But we did see a bear on our way out. I sent you that photo. It was, I mean, I was so lucky that I even grabbed my camera. It's a terrible photo, but it was like, here's a bear. And he's so little compared to bears, like other bears. And everybody else is like, that's a big bear. I'm like, it's a little bear. He's a cute little bear, but um, I'm sure he's slowly going to start hibernating. So that's where I want to go to you with your word of the month is dormancy. Correct. So our vines are currently going into the their dormancy period. A lot of right now the leaves haven't dropped. Um, So the vineyard looks beautiful with reds and yellows and greens mm. and all the pretty leaves. Um, however, we, we, cause we haven't had a hard freeze yet, but it's coming. We, and once there's a hard freeze, then they turn Brown and, and mm. drop off and folks think the vines look dead, but no, they're not. They are going into their dormancy period and it gives them an opportunity to recover basically yeah. from the growing season and prepare mm-hmm. for the next because grapes are perennials. So they grow year after year. Um, just like some trees and shrubs mm-hmm. also do that. Um, they're not annuals like corn or wheat where they're replanted every year. And uh, so our goal is to really produce um 
you know, prepare them for dormancy. So we've been still watering and we gave them their uh, winter nutrients uh, to mm-hmm. make sure that the soils were replenished with the nutrients they need. But um, yeah, they're going to sleep and they will rest uh, probably through, you know, till the springtime and they'll mm-hmm. before when they start coming back to life. Mm-hmm. So is That's that when awesome. you plant their new baby brothers and sisters? Yes, we've already uh, ordered um, our plants that I think we talked about it. We, I, we have a lot of replacement plants that we need to do. I want to say there is a thousand some that we're replacing wow. throughout the vineyard. So we've already ordered and there's a little bit of everything, a little bit of petite Syrah, a little bit of Grenache, a little bit of um, Syrah, a lot of Syrah and a lot of Grenache that we've had, to, we're going to have to mm. replace. Mm. We've actually dug the holes for the replacement of those vines. And oh, wow. um, they're at the nursery in California that we order from. And then come spring when we'll call them up and they'll load them up into the truck and we add some B12 to them uh, to kind of get them uh, ready f- to be planted. So, yeah, awesome. it's exciting. All right, hmm. before you go, tell everybody about the romantic wine because there's a lot of engagements happening at this time of year. It's all happening. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so this may help get the yes question, like the yes answer to the question, you know. Um, yeah. About people, you know, popping that question over, you know, the holiday season. Mm-hmm. So tell everybody about that specific wine because it could help. This, I mean, it's it's called red, R-E-D. It, red mm-hmm. is the color of the, the holiday mm-hmm. season. So why wouldn't you choose this particular bottle? But there's a story in this glass and what you're doing hopefully creating an experience that you're going to remember and retell that in that proposal year after year for the next, you know, 40 years. So you got to make it special and you want to have a special wine, be a part of that. And one that also has a story to tell. And so choose an LDV R.E.D. for that special occasion. Well, will it, okay. Speaking of that. So, you know, people do the extra cake they put in the freezer when they get married. So, when you choose that wine, don't you want to be able to get a stock of it so that you can keep it for the anniversaries? Absolutely. At least get a case of it. And then for the next 12 years or next 11 years, open it on your anniversary and tell the story. See how the wine has evolved. Talk about Mm -hmm. how you as a couple have evolved over that time. And I think it's, it's, Again, it's a continuation of that um, experience, and it's an evolution of, of of your life together. Oh, see how wonderful that is! What well, a you could do that end too. Of, like, yeah, you could do it month by month too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, no, see, have a little <laughs> ball. No, if you celebrate each month at the end of the month with what you accomplished during that Day month time. together, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I mean. It, month by month because a year is a long time to wait some people can't wait that long for results yeah Nancy, that's true you know there you go i'm, I'm Nancy's out there I'm selling that wine get it out there everybody yeah. that note. ldvwinery.com uh, when you're ordering wine from arizona 
tis the season because it is nice and cool. So you're going to have exceptional wine to your doorstep or to your friends or your family, uh, those that you are gifting as well. So um, especially for uh, those who are living in Arizona, it's good to know what is in your backyard. All our friends in Tucson that we're sharing with this with um, we did so many different pairings and your Grenache goes well with um, our friend made a dish that had coconut and garbanzo beans. It was like a light um, vegetarian and then had lamb chops on the side and the Grenache and, and the Rosé did really well. Sorry. We had both bottles. Beautiful. But they both did re- with this because it was such a light dish, but the lamb did really well, which I thought was interesting. So anyway, there's, Lime is hard to pair things with, mm-hmm. but it, it went well. It went well that yeah. night. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, Peggy is here every first Wednesday, so stay tuned for the new year. Thank you, Peggy. Cheers. 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 Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio's Wine Time with Peggy show. Keep up with LDV Winery at ldvwinery.com. Keep up with Big Blend Radio at BigBlendRadio.com.